Hi guys, this is Neil The Real Deal. I'm here in Argentina for the week visiting. I figured uh, it's a good time to do a podcast. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a story about New York. Uh, I Love Downhill 2012. Uh, my first interna- international event uh, for skateboarding. I didn't even know how to really drift. Uh, I had just started skateboarding in Texas and going to their races and <clears throat> competing with those guys. And... <clears throat> I wanted to go somewhere different, somewhere where the same kids didn't win over and over and over and over. And so I decided to go to the Mary Hill Noobs Free Ride for my first, you know, out-of-state event. And then I went back home and I went to went to my sponsors, Jen and Chris, and I was like, hey man, I wanna I wanna go to an international event. I had seen uh, Kyle Ramsey go out to California and participate in an international event. I can't remember what it... Benelli? Yeah, it was Benelli. And uh, I think he went in 2010 or 2011. And I, I saw him do that, and that definitely gave me some motivation to like get out of, get out of the realm, uh, get out of the state. And so I talked to my sponsors into letting me go to New York. Uh, Noel Corman had called me and told me he was going to be hosting the Slide Jam. Uh, where you slide your skateboards down the hill, and uh, I, oh, I, I can do, I can do some sliding. So uh, I told him, you know, that I was definitely interested in that, and he told me that they were hosting it at at Wyndham Ski Resort, and it was the, an international downhill event too. Uh, Mark Dean was running that event. Neil, uh, I forget what Neil's last name was, and uh, so I shot him an email. It was like, hey man. Uh, really want to come volunteer uh, for this event, kind of get my, you know, hands in the water, kind of see what downhill skateboarding was really like. So I got a hold of Dean and, and signed up to volunteer for the event, stacking hay and stuff the day before, getting to know everybody. And I get to New York and I had a pretty rough time. I flew into Connecticut, the $100 in my pocket that Rock Louie gave me, and when I got there, I was supposed to have a credit card at the airport waiting for me, and a, or a rental car, one of the two, and didn't have either when I got there, and ended up going on a bus from Connecticut to Grand Central Station. Grand Central Station, I had this large fellow stop me and ask me, are you lost? <laughs> kid from Oklahoma my size yeah I'm lost and I'm terrified and he laughed and uh said he would take me wherever I needed to go give me directions and I said well my phone's dead I ain't got no no nothing all I have is my friend Brian's phone number and uh, and Brian Myrick he uh, works at Blade Skate Shop in New York uh works with Triple Eight and stuff as well so I was staying there this guy took me took my phone number called Brian Told Brian where, asked Brian where he lived. The guy took me on two subway trains and a bus. Took me to Brian's front door. I gave him twenty bucks. Dude was stoked, and I got there safely. The next day, I was supposed to go volunteer with Mark, and I spent all day trying to get a rental car and a credit card figured out, and uh, it's just just stuff to do with money. And uh, so I. Uh, Got a rental car that evening, and I called Mark, and I was like, I'm so sorry, man, I'm not, I I wasn't there today to volunteer, I just got my shit together, 
and uh, I'll be there in about an hour. And he said, okay, well, when you get here, just go ahead and, and call Louis, Louis Poloni. And I just, my mouth kind of dropped. And I had actually talked to Louis a lot, about, or Louis a lot about uh, skateboarding in the past because he sponsored all our races in Oklahoma that I hosted, or me and Jack Hanna hosted. And that was quite a few races he had hosted. So I had quite a bit of talk with him and kind of knew who he was. So <clears throat> I wasn't too intimidated. And so I called Louis. And he said, yeah, I'm over here with the, the Rider Approved Designs team, the Rad team, or Sector 9 team, and uh, come over to the house. And so I went over to the house, and I, I didn't have any weed. I was kind of shy, didn't really know what to do and how to act, and I'd never been to a big skateboard race before. I didn't know what to expect. And so I get in there, and they're all smoking weed, hanging out, normal people. Uh, I asked anybody if I could, if anybody had any herb. Uh, Maybe I could relax a little bit. And James Kelly hands me a soda can and a bag of weed and says, here you go. Nice to meet you, buddy. <laughs> and so I got, I got high and was able to get high on my own. It was kind of funny. And so I, uh, I was sleeping in my car that I rented. So I went down and I slept in my car and I got super nervous. And hold on a second. I got super nervous and realized that I didn't even know how to stop, really. I could I could stop, but not at 50 miles an hour, 40, 45 miles an hour, which this racetrack was. And I had looked at the racetrack that evening, and it was way bigger than anything I had ever skated. Uh, only thing, The biggest thing I had skated at that point was Lookout Mountain, and it wasn't very impressive, my skating ability. So... I was breaking lane and everything went during the race and, you know, trying not to. And I foot-break the gooch and stuff. So I had never really just full sent at a race before. And so I get there. The, and the next morning when I wake up, I, I call my friend Jack Hanna. And he, uh, he was like, Neil, don't worry about it. Just just go out. Uh, go out into the mountains somewhere. There's got to be roads around you. And just go by yourself as soon as the sun comes up and go learn to drift. He said, go Go slide, slide, try to stand back up. Slide, try to stand back up. And so I found this road out in the country, about 20 minutes away from Wyndham, and I practiced for three or four hours. And around 10 o'clock, I went, and I think, I think that's when the race started, around 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, we started getting everything going. And I went, and I was meeting Push Culture guys there, too, as well. I, I had already been to New York for the Broadway bomb, I think, and uh, the push culture guys were amazing to me. They always were. They were always really nice to me and welcoming. And so I went and hung out with them, and they had a house on the starting line. And they let me stay there. And I was staying with Misho Urban, the push culture guys, uh, Alex Tung, uh, every person that I had seen in the magazines I was pretty much hanging out with for my first international event. It was really, really cool. Uh, definitely a motivational thing. I got to ask questions like, I I had a eight hundred dollar set of bearings that I had gotten from a sponsor, and I I was staying with Patrick Switzer as well, and I asked Patrick, what rate, what what bearings are you racing? He said five dollar ones. When they're bad, I throw them in the trash, and I that blew my mind. I, was, I had tried so hard to get these bearings from this company, and turns out I got to do is send it, and so. Uh, it was really cool, um, getting to hang out with Patrick Switzer, Misha Urban, 
I uh, can't quite remember that first day. I think it was practice day, and I only took a few runs. I was, I was terrible. I think I was waiting till the very, very end to go, and there may be one, one or two other people going behind me, and I could never make the turn with a drift. Uh, there was a chicane before the drift, so I couldn't really. I didn't know where to. I didn't know how to hit the apex back then. So that night, I go to eat dinner. And down in town, my credit card that I had just gotten was declined. So I'm sitting there, no money. I'd already spent my Rock Louis money and on the bus ticket. And so I'm sitting there in New York, hungry, far away from home, kind of scared. Uh, and my credit card's declined, and I hear the guy behind me say, Hey, hey I'll, I'll pay for your dinner, no problem. Hey, man, I got you. And I turn around, and it's Michel Urban. It's like, this guy at a Guinness Burl, he was walking around all weekend with the with the plaque that said, world's fastest man on a skateboard. Gone like 80, 81.3 miles an hour, I think is what it was, or 83.1, something like that. But I pretty much had a Guinness world record holder buy me dinner. I mean, that was really cool. Um, everybody's a family. I, I found out this first this first event like this. The, even at the big races, it's, it's still a family coming to hang out and enjoy each other's time and, and do some skateboarding. So <clears throat> the next day, I'm super stoked, super excited. I, my skill got a little bit better, and I was able to race in the, in the event and do pretty good and make it down without crashing. And I ended up going 40, 45 mile an hour, and there was a big cable cam with a DSLR chasing me down the run. It was, it was really cool. Uh, I got to do a lot of filming. Uh, got to film some of the best guys in the world. Like, uh, it, that was amazing to me. That was the first time I saw Luge before. I had never seen Luge. And maybe I saw one with Mike Propotsky and stuff, but I had never seen racing Luges before. And actually back then, I don't even think Mike was on a Luge yet. And uh, so I see these guys losing, and man, their crashes were brutal with all that metal underneath them. And but they were going twice as fast, and it was a lot more controllable. So I went, and I had a good time. And the next day was the slide jam, or that evening was the slide jam. Uh, Solomon, uh, what was Solomon's last name? Solomon out of New York. Props to you, man. Thank you for always rocking the rock, Louie. Uh, yeah. Awesome, awesome crowd in New York. Uh, I got to meet a lot of good guys. Uh, Jonathan Newman, uh, a lot of those guys were really nice to me. Um, I met Dustin Hampton that first trip. I met so many, so many people. Um, you know, if you don't sign up for uh, something outside of your, or do something outside of your comfort zone, you never know what's going to happen. That event changed my life. It made me think, hell, I can. I don't have to be the best, but I can still go compete and have a good time. I didn't have that when I was a kid in sports. Like, being picked for their last for the team makes you don't even want to fucking play. Uh, and that's exactly how I was. I, I never participated in PE in high school. I always sat on the bleachers and smoked cigarettes and weed because it was, why get made fun of, you know? And that's not like that in skateboarding or downhill luge or whatever you want to call it. It's a big family. Uh, there's some internet bullies, but, you know, most of them are a bunch of punks anyway. And when it comes to real life or you're on the starting line and you ask them if they've got a problem and they're like, oh, it's just the internet. So 
Keep your heads up. Go skateboard. Have a good time. Go on adventures. Skateboarding has brought me so many adventures that I could never have had without skateboarding. So thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Um, more stories from Neil the Real Deal. Ciao.